0: Hello, and welcome to the Omemba Health Academy podcast, a podcast that highlights health and public health related issues and showcases health initiatives happening around the globe. Let me silence my (laughs) phone. I'm your host, Kweesha Omemba, CEO and founder of Omemba Health and Omemba Health Academy. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice, then you are tuning in to our second Podcast episode, actually, the first podcast episode outside of the introduction. So, you literally have not missed anything. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, So, let me be honest the reason for me starting a podcast is because I'm entirely too lazy to start a blog. And I thought starting a podcast would actually be easier. Uh, And to date, it's not proving that it is much easier. However, I do think that as time um, progresses, it is going to get a lot better. So I'll give you a disclaimer now. I know the sound quality and the structure and the setup of the podcast is not going to be the best. It's in the initial stages. I assure you, if you stick with me, I will get better and I will be bringing you just quality content as time goes on. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for tuning in. So let me tell you about Umemba Health, and then I'll tell you a little bit about myself so you know who you're listening to every other week. And hopefully you'll get a better sense of of who Kwesha Umemba is and Umemba Health. So if you're not familiar with Umemba Health, we provide virtual chronic disease and healthcare consulting uh, and education to High risk, vulnerable, and hard to reach population. So the educational programming actually takes place in Umemba Health Academy. And then Umemba Health is the umbrella organization that houses the academy. Um, Just in keeping with the current trends and innovation of healthcare and healthcare delivery models, I believe that virtual services are the ideal delivery mode for all kinds of health education, but especially. Uh, pertaining to diabetes, diabetes prevention, blood pressure, kidney disease, all of the things that we provide at Umemba Health. And our main focus is to address the barrier of access. And so uh, we believe that the virtual um, mode is perfect to do that. So a little bit about my background, I am a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for, oh Lord, twenty-seven. 12 years now. My goodness. I started out as a candy striper at 16. So for people that don't know what a candy striper is, I volunteered um, at a hospital during the summer months. It was the first time I really got exposed to the healthcare field. And I just knew I was going to become a doctor. I was completely in love with, with medicine and with healthcare at that time. And then life happened. I Decided that after having my son at 19, my oldest son who's almost 18, at 19 years old, that I would become a nurse instead. So I started out as a medical assistant, graduated from that program as valedictorian, went on to become um, a registered nurse via associate's degree. Uh, A couple years after that, and after getting some more prereqs, I went back and got my bachelor's in nursing. And then a couple years after that, I went back and got a master's in public health. And so I do have an MPH with the emphasis on health, in health education and health behavior. And I absolutely love public health. I think it marries very well with my nursing background. It's really afforded me um, the opportunity to have a 360 degree view of healthcare and of the healthcare system, I believe. Um, so I don't regret it at all. I'm still in love with public health to this day. I also did uh, two semesters of a doctoral program so I I went to school to obtain a doctorate in strategic leadership and then two semesters later after I figured out you know what this is hard but I can do this and my grades were pretty decent I just decided that right now wasn't the best time. I was going through some family issues. Um, my family and I were relocating from Houston to Austin, and just life happened. And I think that for me, really wanting to get a doctorate was more of a let me just see if I can do it. And as soon as I, you know, started the program and and actually realized that I could actually put a thought together and and write very long, detailed papers and. It just, it it was not something that I currently have a desire for, not to say that it will never happen, um, but that degree is certainly on hold right now. And I know Sally Mae and my pocketbook are happy because I'll be paying student loans off until I die, probably like the rest of us, uh, like so many of us rather. So that's all of my um, education. I do have a few certifications. I'm a certified diabetes educator. I'm also a certified lifestyle coach. I do have a um, health ministry certificate from Wesley Theological Seminary. Uh, So as you can see, I am a lifelong learner and I will continue to be a lifelong learner. Um, As far as a nurse, uh, or as far as my nursing career, I've worked everywhere from cardiac and telemetry to surgical ICU. I've done a few years on a long-term rehabilitative um, care floor. I mo- did moonlighting and hospice and palliative care and actually ended up falling in love um, with that um, type of nursing. I specialize in endocrine, endocrinology rather, and I worked as an endocrinology clinic, uh, as the clinic coordinator, excuse me, for endocrinology clinic for about four years. And that's really where I fell in love with diabetes and got all the hours that I needed to sit for my certification in diabetes education exam. And then I relocated to Houston uh, after finishing my MPH and becoming a CDE, and I was able to serve at the Houston Health Department as the chief nurse in the Office of Chronic Disease Prevention and Management. And it's in this role, I believe, that I really became a subject matter expert. Um, I was able to develop so many skills in leadership and managing and, um, capacity building, partnership development, strategic leadership. I really was able to use a lot of my complex problem solving and critical thinking skills. Um, got to, um, fiddle around in budget management. I wouldn't say I'm the best when it comes to managing a budget. I can certainly, I can manage one, but managing seven, uh, is a, is a bit of a stretch. So it was not my most favorite thing to do, but I got exposed to procurement and auditing and and protocol and policy development and organizational development, program planning, implementation, project management, the list goes on and on and on. And I was really able to hone in some of those um, those higher level skills that you need when you're working in middle, mid to senior level leadership. And I believe it's in this position that I was able to really sharpen my skills that afforded me the opportunity to be in the position where I currently am here in Austin. So currently I work with the Texas Department of State Health Services as the diabetes nurse consultant in the Diabetes Prevention and Control Program. And in this role, I work with contracted uh, organizations and healthcare systems statewide throughout Texas to raise awareness uh, about diabetes, diabetes prevention and control. Uh, And I do a lot of planning at the state level. A lot of consulting, a lot of um, technical assistance on clinical preventive efforts, provider engagement, um, and so on and so on and so forth. But I really love the role that I'm in as well. I think um, I'm certainly, even though I'm not boots on the ground anymore, it's really exciting to be able to see healthcare from the current, um, through the current lens of my current view. I guess I I probably didn't say that right, but it's good to have started by the bedside and now being able to provide that consultation and technical assistance to organizations that are trying to implement some of the things that I've done before. And having been in a position where I was boots on the ground and I was providing that care, whether it be individual or with the community, To now being where I can direct individuals on a statewide um, level, that's actually very um, satisfying for me. So, back to Umemba Health. Um, A lot of times I get the question, you know, why did you um, develop Umemba Health? Why did you, you know, what was your thinking or your rationale? behind Umemba Health and virtual services. And basically, I wanted to create a very sustainable, scalable solution um, to what I consider a a problem of epic proportion. And so when I say it's sustainable and scalable, it's something that can be recreated. It's something that can be created um, fairly or duplicated, rather, uh, fairly easily. And I think it's something that is going to be able to reach um, a number of individuals um, a lot more so than it would be your traditional brick and mortar location. Um, so I've already said kind of like what our mission was, we really wanna address the, the access barrier. Um, we, our mission is to create equal opportunities for health. We really want to make the, the services that we provide not only accessible, but more affordable as well. Um, As long as you have an internet and then a smartphone, tablet, desktop, or laptop, I mean, we literally meet people where they are. You can connect with us 24-7, 365, as long as you have that internet connection and that smart device. I think this is important to have virtual services or, or telehealth services or telemedical services because people with chronic disease don't always get the care and education they're entitled to. And it shouldn't be tied to a number of things. You know, you shouldn't have to have a doctor's referral to get education. You shouldn't have to have a job that has employer benefits to get education. Um, you know, because you live in a rural community and there's not an educator that's available in your area, that shouldn't prevent you from getting the education that you need to manage your condition. Unfortunately, This is, however, the reality for many Americans that are living with and managing chronic disease, and I don't believe that it should be. Research shows that self-management education is extremely necessary to manage chronic conditions and to prevent complications, yet we know that access remains one of the top challenges that impact a person's ability to receive quality care and education. And what's worse is, sadly, the most affected members of our population and often those with the highest rates of chronic disease don't have access to services that can help them learn new practices and routines that are related to proper self-care and disease management. And so for me, you know, why I created Umemba Health, it, it was just a given. It it it's time that something new and innovative came along, and I got tired of waiting for you know, some big organization or some big name to come and make it happen. I just decided to take that matter into my own hands. People with chronic disease, they must manage their conditions 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And healthcare in its present state is not going to be able to keep up with that demand. So remember health exists as a, a very scalable a very sustainable solution to this very real problem so just a quick disclaimer because if you've been following any of our social media sites or if you've been on our website you know you may think that we're all about diabetes we're not we're not just all about diabetes november was national diabetes month and that is my passion as a diabetes care and education specialist so i spent quite a bit of time um and energy uh, providing education and, and and creating content around diabetes but at Umemba Health we focus on chronic diseases of all sorts and so now that National Diabetes Month is over you will be seeing a lot more educational content related to an array of chronic diseases um, that are going to be coming out from our on our website and on our social media sites. Also it's important for me to say that our, services are not intended to contradict the primary care physician or the healthcare team in any way. Like we, what we, the services that we provide, the education and coaching that we provide, while we may be licensed or certified professionals, we serve as your educational consultant. And so our services are intended to complement the care that you receive from your medical team, not to contradict them. So let's see, what else can I say about Umemba Health? So Umemba Health Academy, again, that's um, that's actually where all of the learning and education takes place. That's our e-learning platform. The more that I have the privilege to provide services for people that are marginalized or minority or underserved, um, the more that I find myself wanting to know about other populations that, that may also be marginalized. And, and so I'm really, with Umemba Health Academy, the podcast, I'm really interested in talking to individuals um, that either are living or working with these populations. And so to name a few, this can be, you know, the homeless or formerly homeless population. The LGBTQ community, individuals that are living and dealing with mental illnesses, people that are incarcerated that are trying to manage chronic diseases on the inside of a prison or jail, people that are living with HIV AIDS, immigrants, migrants, refugees, and other individuals in that type of category that would have a hard time accessing quality care, people with different religions, and the list goes on and on and on. So the Omemba Health Academy podcast is where we're going to talk about all these types of groups and more with the goal being to not only educate, but to create awareness of some of the plights of these individuals and to inform you as to what they're dealing with as it comes, as it relates to healthcare and healthcare disparities. Um, I want to do this in hopes that through learning about individuals that we don't readily identify with, we can become more empathetic and compassionate. And I think that we all need to come up with a path, P-A-T-H, a plan where we partner to achieve total health, total health as an individual, total health as a community, total health as a population of people total health as a society. And that's what I plan to talk about with my guests, my featured guests on the podcast. So what's the structure of the podcast? Well, of course, we're going to have live Q&A sessions where I'll be talking with subject matter experts who will highlight the work that they're doing with these special populations. I'm going to give you some inspirational quotes from time to time. I'm somewhat of a conspiracy theorist, so I'll be talking about Quisha's qualms. And then I'll also give you no referral needed practical tips. So these tips are going to be for, to help you get your life or or live your best life. And that part of the show is called No Referral Needed. Alrighty, so now you know a little bit more about me and about Umemba Health and Umemba Health Academy. And if you're interested in knowing more about Umemba Health, you can certainly follow us on all of our social media sites. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest at Umemba Health. And you can also find us on YouTube at Umemba Health Academy. Again, guys, I know this was a little rough. I promise you it's going to get better as time goes. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of Umemba Health Academy. Can't wait to see you in the Academy for the next episode.